Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we've got a story about a lying boss and some great malicious compliance against them. We'll get to that in a bit, but first... Blue light special, anyone? I work for an online e-commerce company that shares its name with a South American rainforest. My job there is working in the ICQA slash problem solving department, making sure that y'all get your packages and there aren't any problems with them. There are multiple ICQA slash problem solving areas in my building dedicated to solving problems with packages that go out to different markets throughout the US and some places outside the US. I was working in the one area of the building called Southwest ICQA tonight. In that area, they just recently opened up more dock doors to be used to ship items out to even more markets. Most nights, the Southwest ICQA should be run by a minimum of two people. The key word is should. That doesn't always work out, and most of the time there's only one person working back there. I work two separate shifts, five days a week. 7 p.m. to 12 a.m. and 2.30 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. Friday through Thursday. I've had some bad issues with one of the day shift managers that usually comes in before my morning shift on multiple occasions. Things like disagreements on how different things are done. For instance, there's one department that's called Oversized. We're supposed to take large, heavy items to Oversize so they can be taken directly to the individual trucks instead of being sent through the conveyors where they could cause jams. We're also supposed to send thinner items to oversize also. Items that are too big to fit into a plastic bin and two inches thick or less. She doesn't believe that items like the thinner items should be sent over to the oversized department. Now come to tonight and I'm working back in the Southwest ICQA department and it's going fairly decently despite working back there by myself. I'd been gathering items on a cart to take to the oversized department throughout my shift. I just hadn't had a chance to actually take them over to the one department yet. The one manager decides that at about 10.30 tonight that I should take all of the oversized items to their trucks myself instead of taking them to the oversized department. When someone's not watching the conveyors for the Southwest ICQA, the line can get backed up and it causes an annoying buzzer to repeatedly go off and a blue light to flash until it's cleared out. The longer it goes off, the more that it can cause the conveyors to the actual trucks to back up, thus packages not being able to go out. I waited until about 11pm tonight and the line was pretty full already, but not yet full enough for the blue light to go off, then proceeded to do as the one manager said that I should do. I made sure to walk as slowly as I possibly could, taking the oversized items to each truck. Oops, one specific item had to be taken to a door all the way on the opposite side of the building. Pretty much, I made sure that the ICQA department for that area didn't have anything processed through that area for the last hour of the night. Really hope that it was worth making me take all of the oversized items to their individual trucks and not actually being able to send out any other items out of the building in that area. It's just not too surprising that the South American Rainforest Company has A, bad management, and B, probably doesn't care about that bad management very much. 
Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, tell me to dress nicer? Tuxedo it is. I'm the manager of a small nightclub and was there before opening making some repairs on plumbing. The dress code says that we should be in a suit, but I wasn't wearing a suit to get all dirty. A district manager walked in and jumped onto me for not wearing a suit. I had one to change into after I was done with the repairs. I acknowledged him and said it wouldn't happen again. A few weeks later, I got a wind that he was coming again, so I rented a tuxedo with a huge ridiculous top hat and got a fancy looking cane and wore my Monopoly Man getup throughout the whole shift. The district manager didn't know what to say and I got laughed at all night. Now everyone calls me Monopoly. This next story is, yes I can speak louder. During my undergraduate studies, I worked as a cashier in a large hardware store. Usually I worked in the building materials department. To be honest, many customers drove me crazy with the stupid things they would say and do. But I could usually muster a fake smile and I was almost always polite. I'm also often told that I'm soft spoken. But this was rarely an issue and I didn't mind if I was asked to speak louder. Well, assuming they were polite of course. This happened on a Saturday in winter. Things weren't too busy at this time, so I'd have a few customers come through occasionally. Mostly I focused on keeping coffee made for coworkers, customers, and I. This department was typically pretty noisy with all the people around and power equipment being used, but it was much more quiet at this time. At some point, I had a couple come to my desk to be checked out. They were probably in their mid-60s. They seemed like normal, polite people. Note that the entire time I spoke with them prior to ending the transaction, I had no indication at all that either of them were unable to hear me. I finished ringing them up and said, Alright, your total is $32.42. The woman filled out the check and handed it to me. It was for $32.22. I said, Oh, I'm sorry, the total is $32.42. Would you mind correcting that on your check? I asked. Sure, she said taking the check and changing a few numbers and words. She handed it back to me, and it was now good for 32.32. After picking up the check and seeing it's still wrong, I paused for a minute, because I felt like she was going to promptly flip her crap for over being corrected again. If it had been cash, I wouldn't have even bothered correcting her the first time. We also weren't allowed to write on checks ourselves. I took a breath and said, I'm sorry, but the total is 32.42. Would you mind correcting the total on your check? The woman scoffed. This is ridiculous. I shouldn't have to correct a check two times because I can't understand you, she said in a shrill, harpy voice. She aggressively wrote on her check, Speak up, she growled. I didn't react to this. She finished the check and handed it to me. Again, it was correct this time. So I took it and ran it through the check reader on the register. The receipt printed. I tore it off and moved to hand it to the woman. Thank you. Have a great day. I said loudly enough to almost be a yell, but not quite. The woman jumped, spooked by the sudden change in volume of my voice. Seeing this caused my polite smile to evolve into a delighted smile. The woman's face twisted from wide-eyed shock into a pout. Yeah, thanks for nothing, she snarled. She grabbed her bag and stomped out of the store. Her bewildered husband followed her out. Perhaps this malicious compliance is small, but it makes me smile every time I think about it.
At the end of the day, I think the thing to keep in focus is she was upset at OP for a mistake she made multiple times. It ain't OP's fault. Our next story is, lie all you like boss, but don't expect me to. I used to work in manufacturing and was a part of a process engineering team. The team would create areas for members to work in with specific equipment for the job. My job was to price up an order and install the equipment. The equipment was in kit form and every area needed a version of the kit. Like a jigsaw, some needed a 200 piece, some needed a thousand, but it was all the same bits. We were tasked with a new process. The process engineers figured out what they wanted and I set about pricing it all up using what I'd already had and created an order, receipt, and install plan. The new process was 12 weeks away and the stuff I needed had a 6 week lead time. No problem. That was until the money men pulled all the funding and the new directive was to install a new process with zero cost. Genius. So at 12 weeks to go, I told all the process engineers there's going to be no new equipment. I moved on to other tasks, abandoning all the kit work. We have weekly meetings where I report every week. Well, I have no money, so no new kits. At five weeks to go, all the process engineers and manufacturing teams eventually realize they're in trouble. Without the kits, they have massive increases in their process times and won't achieve the process. So they all go in mass to the money men, we need these kits. After a few days, one of my bosses, I had loads, comes up to me and says, got you the money, order them kits. I say, well, it's a bit useless to ask now. All the kit plans are from 12 weeks ago, and apart from the fact that most of the process engineers' plans have changed, the kits won't get here in time anyway, as it's four weeks to go and the stuff needs to be ordered six weeks before. Just order it anyway. We'll sort it, he demands. I said, there's no point, boss. That ship has sailed. The supplier won't be able to deliver. He said, right, let's go talk to the supplier. So off we go, three-hour drive, where my boss asks the supplier, What can we do to get the kits on time? They say, order it when OP told you to. I could have kissed them. But whatever we do now, I cannot guarantee when you will get it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible Resistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So plan for six weeks. I was asked to leave the room where I assume they discussed money. I believe... Not certain, the original cost I had priced up was nearly doubled. So back in the office the next day with four weeks to go, boss comes to me and says, can you create a receiving plan for the kits please? So I do with a six week lead time. 
to arrive two weeks later than we needed and I show the boss. They say change the receiving date to four weeks, not six. I say, but that's not correct, boss. They say, just do it. I'll lean on the supplier. Get it sorted. I redo the plan. Four-week lead time, not six. I print off a couple of copies, give one to boss, then go straight to another boss and inform him of what's going on. The second boss thanks me for the info and follows the first into a manager meeting, where sure enough, boss one tells everyone the kits will be here in four weeks. Lots of well dones and good jobs are slapped upon boss one. In the next four weeks, boss one rings the supplier every day and reports back that everything is peachy. Boss two gets me to follow up daily with the supplier and it's far from peachy. They are in chaos trying to get multiple kits together with zero prep and short lead time. The install day arrives, the supplier has not been ready. Boss 1 insists that they send what they have. Boss 1 feeds back that there's a delay. Upper management are furious. Who told you that it would be ready? Boss 1 says, I was just going off the receiving schedule. Boss 2 interjects, Excuse me, but my equipment guy gave me a plan that said six weeks. Upper management says, Who's doing two different schedules? Boss 1 says, There's obviously been a mistake. I'll investigate. Upper management says, Where did you get that schedule? The first boss says, let's take this outside this meeting and I'll fully brief you. Anyway, so remember I said it's like a jigsaw? The first delivery, the supplier, sent the corner pieces for every kit. The next day, the bottom edge pieces for every kit. The next, the top edge pieces for every kit. Basically, we ended up receiving a bit of every jigsaw every day for two weeks. So six weeks after ordering, all of the jigsaws were in, exactly like I told them they would be. Thanks to a bit of pokery on my part, we managed with my excellent team to install kits daily. By using the new stuff and bastardizing old stuff, I was kind of the face of the kits, so I wanted it in to save face, really. No one ever asked me about the schedules, and Boss 2 tells me that the right people found out what happened. Boss 1 was told that he needed to relocate to another country or there wasn't a position for him anymore, so he was basically forced to leave our site. I eventually had my fill too. I left soon after. Who wants to be in a job where the very thing they employ you to do, they tell you you're wrong and ignore you, and then ask you to pick up the pieces of the wreckage afterwards? This was definitely just a story of a bad boss gone absolutely rogue. This next story is malicious banana compliance. This was a few good years ago. I worked my way through college as a produce clerk. It was a good job back then. You could actually pay for college on grocery wages back then. Then the company hired a new manager, let's call him Jerk. Jerk was a tyrant. The union had agreed to a new deal with lower wages for new hires. Jerk decided it was his job to push out old timers being paid under the old contract. Some of these people had been working there as full-time clerks for 20 to 25 years. Now they were only getting 16 hours a week. Complain? Okay, now you're on overnight stock duty. Many of these clerk workers were middle-aged women that had never worked stock duty and could not tolerate the physical demands and were forced to leave. Me, I was a college student working about 25 to 30 hours a week. Jerk put me and a few others on nightly stock duty at 40 plus hours a week for months. 
Between school and work, I was exhausted but couldn't afford to quit. Fortunately for me, another produce clerk quit and he had to move me back to the produce department. Enter the new head of produce, let's call him D-Wad. D-Wad was young, cocky, and trying to toe the line with jerk. Some bullies get power from the bigger bully behind them. D-Wad would give us crap about silly stuff or change compliance rules without notice. Me, I decided to keep my head down and let the bullets pass over me as much as possible. Cue malicious banana compliance. One day, we receive our produce order with about 50 cases of bananas. That's a lot of bananas. Usually we get a dozen or two cases because we all know bananas have a limited shelf life, maybe a week. We have some tricks to keep them from turning early, keep them cool and unwrapping the plastic is a good place to start as the plastic traps gases that cause them to ripen more quickly. D-Wad produce guy tells me, I want all the bananas on the front end display. I immediately knew that this was a really bad idea. That many bananas, all on top of each other, would cause them to bruise and ripen way too fast. But I knew not to push back, so I did exactly as instructed. I built a very large display right in front of the entry door with bananas stacked 4 plus bunches deep. I even extended the display to accommodate more bananas. It was huge and could not be overlooked. Re-enter Jerk. Jerk comes walking in the entrance just as I'm finishing the last two boxes. His face goes three shades of purple and he starts screaming at me. Why is it okay to scream at employees in public? What the heck are you doing with all those bananas? Do you have any idea what's going to happen? Blah blah blah. After ranting a bit more, he screws on his angry face really tightly and through his snarling lips he says, What were you thinking? I've been waiting for this moment. I slowly shrugged my shoulders and said, D-Wad told me to put up all of the bananas, so that's what I did. The color drained from his face. He had created an environment where he could not second-guess management. So even though I knew better, I had to do exactly what I was told. He got his breath a bit and said, Cut that display down and put most of the bananas back in their cases. We still lost a few cases of overripe or bruised bananas that week. D-Wad never said anything to me, but I knew he was pissed. A short time later, he tried to write me up for something unrelated. I signed it with, I do not agree on the signature line, and two days later, D-Wad was gone. I stayed with the store for another year while finishing my degree, but was so glad to get out of that toxic stew. It's not too often that you hear somebody tell a story of their time working in a store like this and say, Oh, the staff was lovely. It was a great time. Honestly, such a shame. It's also a shame about those bananas. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome story of malicious compliance, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 